Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of joining Bob Lucido in his office talking about how he built his fabulous team. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Umar. Thanks. Appreciate the invitation. And first off, I want to say I'm honored to be here to discuss this, but I didn't build it by myself. I had the assistance of a lot of great people, so I get way too much credit. I must give credit to my wife who co-founded it with me, Tracy, um, and so many other people that played a significant role in the growth of the company. Brilliant. So in 90 seconds, tell us kind of who you are and what you guys do. Well, we are proud to be associated with Keller Williams, the number one real estate brokerage in the world. They provide great support and great leadership. We are a real estate team that assists buyers and sellers in achieving their dreams, helping them buy and sell homes, leasing, and uh, we work with investors. We work with uh, buyers, sellers of residential properties, and uh, we also have new homes. We have several different different divisions in the company, which I'll get to, but we essentially help people achieve their dreams. This year, how many transactions will you do? Uh, we're on track to do about over 2,000. Been a, been a good journey. We've had a great growth over the year. This year, we have focused this year, we've probably since we've joined Keller Williams four and a half years ago, we've grown about 30%, 35% a year. This year, we've not been focused on growth. Yeah, it would look good if our numbers were, were bigger. Mm-hmm. What we focus on is our infrastructure, making sure that our systems and processes were aligned, that we were doing, uh, we were on a, a solid foundation, that we, 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 we tightened up to all the different nice. areas to make sure we were um, systematized. You've got the right platform to help people, your agents grow. Yes. Brilliant. So tell me about uh, when you got into real estate and at what point did you realize you needed to build a team? Well, I got in real estate, I'm 60, I got in real estate when I was 18 years old. So I wasn't thinking of a team when I was 18. I was right. thinking about how to make sales and what, to learn this business. Um, it didn't really sell resales until 2008. I was strictly new homes uh, for for 32 of, of the 42 years. Right. So 2008, we started the Bob Lucido team. And realized that we could leverage and grow because we we have a lot of different relationships and we can help other people achieve their dreams so we start out with a team of about five or six people right here on route 40 and then we've grown every year to now we have a team over 200 people excellent so at the time you started to grow the team there's a different uh dynamic in uh, leadership when Mm -hmm. you're trying to just motivate yourself and do what you need to do and it Mm -hmm. was your you and your wife at that point uh, Tracy and I, and then we had uh, about five or six uh, team members, and then we grew from there. And uh, but essentially, so, it was it was very small. So it was five agents, approximately five or six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before you brought the agents in, mm-hmm. it was probably you and Tracy and some admin folks. It was really myself. I was I was with the uh, my other company it was Builders First Choice. It was a new home sales company. Nice. And then um, Tracy was a full time mom. She decided to get into real estate, and, and she was working somewhere else and then just decided that I was going to get into to real estate myself to resales and then I said 
eventually she came over and joined me and so we started our team so when you started your team it changed your role because it was like you had to produce as well as lead yes so what was that like that transition and how long did it take you to kind of figure it out till you got it right well um i still am in production so i still i i, I lead and i'm in production i walk my talk well yes i'm still out there a lot of, there's a lot of great people in the real estate business throughout the country a lot of the, those people are out of production. Yes. I am uh, in production. I choose to be. My people can relate to me because I do what they do. So they can see it firsthand that when I suggest for them to do something, I've done it. I've either succeeded or failed at it. So um, we have, we've had a big vision ever since we started. And we, uh, we, were, we were smaller, five, six people. Then we grew. The biggest, the biggest way to grow is to create an incredible value proposition, and we created a great, I believe, a great value. And every year, every what keeps me up is now is what value can I bring to my my clients and to my team members, my partners, right, to to make them to help them in growing their business. So we kept adding different value components to our. Give me an example. Um, well, we started out. Let's talk about. Um, we have two programs. We have a guaranteed sales program, and we also have a help program. Essentially, where somebody needs to fix up their house prior to going on the market. Interesting. We have a program that they don't have to. They can get all the work done. Could be a thousand dollars. Could be two hundred thousand, and then they'll pay a dime until closing. That's huge. Is so, this unique to you, or is this because uh, I've not heard of it before? Uh, we're one of the few people that offer this program uh, nationwide. I'm about to give you a high five. There we go. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a great program. Our clients like it. So these are just two very small components of what we've offered to our clients. Now, what we've offered our sales team members and our clients, free staging consultation, brochures, custom photography, mm-hmm. and then we've added different divisions in the company. And this is really huge because I don't know of any company in the world that has what we have here. We have a, we have a new home division. We have a military division. It's called our Heroes uh, Program. Nice. We have a silver group, which we're, which is our senior housing people moving into assisted uh, senior housing, uh, assisted living communities. Um, we work with we have a special program for those people. We have um, a luxury division where the world's leader for luxury in the Keller Williams um, team, the company. So we have all these. We have a commercial and investment division, and we have a land, land and new homes. So we, we have all these different programs to help our clients and property management. Brilliant. So you give the full spectrum. So there's a couple of things that uh, come to mind. I think to be uh, successful in what you do, uh, you have to have uh, you have to be uh, relevant. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like by adding value, and you're always monitoring that. You said you stay up at nights thinking about it. Is to how do I stay relevant to my constituents? You're either alive and growing, or dead and dying. And you better be adding value to. There's your- no status quo. No. You, you better be adding value to your team members or they're going to leave or you won't be able to attract people into your world or you better be adding value to your clients or they're going to look for some somewhere else to go. So the second thing is uh, having focus. And it mm-hmm. sounds like what you ended up doing was uh, we can have focus if we're just one company. So doing those divisions allows pe- the agents in that division to be highly focused yes. to their constituents. Yep. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing I, I want to explore more it's about integrity. Mm-hmm. So you have a certain way of doing business. Uh, when you have one a- other agent, all of a sudden you have to have the responsibility that they behave in the same way and mm-hmm. they value the same values as you. How do you make that uh, a living, breathing thing when you have 200 agents? 
Well, that's the concept of duplication is to create, recruit and bring in people that bind the vision of the company. And two, we set standards and uh, we have our leadership team. I believe that people will, um, we take great pride in our reputation, our integrity, who we are, that people can trust us, that they know that we're people of our, of our word. So how do you take that? Uh, and I get all that and I believe all that. Mm-hmm. In a lot of companies, they have their values written on a wall, mm-hmm. but a lot of their people do not follow them in the same way. So how do you ensure that it's not just words, but it's instilled in their hearts and their actions? Well, you have to lead by example, number one. Uh, two, we have round tables every month in all of our offices. We have team meetings. And you share the vision and you share our values and how we operate. And we won't compromise our integrity for any financial gain whatsoever. Uh, one of the things I'm very proud of in my 42 years, I have a spotless record on my in, in my real estate career. Uh, not one blemish on my... Uh, well, you just met me. <laughs> so... One of the things that some of my clients do is uh, not only do they share their ideas and the ideals, but they showcase employees that have lived up to it and give mm-hmm. a story around it so that makes it more real. Repeat that again. So a good example would be, let's say, we go above and beyond for our customers. Right. It's words on a wall and you can repeat it, but what they'll do is say, today we just want to highlight uh, Susan. Right. This is what you did for the client, and this is living up to going above and beyond. And all of a sudden, it gives people a depth of what that means. Yep. And it becomes the folklore of the company where those stories get shared, and it uh, orientates new agents coming in as well. So all of a sudden, they understand it's not just words. There's 10 examples this week. I love those testimonial laws. We just got one from, uh, from one of our team members, Jim. The, the, the clients were raving fans and of, of this particular agent and that brings great joy to us now at our team meeting I'll read that letter to oh, everybody brilliant. and recognize uh, Jim for his outstanding accomplishments I want people to see what other people are doing and it, it's kind of a competitive environment because we all want to serve the customer properly um, in, a, in an outstanding way so we say that there's four companies that we strive to be like number one Ritz Carlton mm-hmm. two Lexus three Nordstrom's and four a client that I had the pleasure of um, representing for 11 years from 1989 to year 2000 Bazuto company one of the uh, nation's largest apartment developers and we had the pleasure of representing them and handling their sales and Tom Bazuto and his team uh, are just uh, are great leaders so Tom's the son or uh, the dad? Tom, Tom is the dad and Toby now has taken over the company so I was at a conference where Tom was talking about how he met his wife right have you heard the story? Barbara. Barbara. They had decided to meet in Hawaii. He was in the service and just came for a visit. She came as well and said, you know, why don't we just get married? He said, well, I can't get married. I don't have a suit. She said, that's gay. I brought one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good story. I, that's I a closer. I, I didn't hear that. I like that. So there had to be times where you looked in the mirror and said, you know, where things aren't going as well as they could or there's frustrations. Tell me sure. about one of those times in your career where it was frustrating and what did you do to kind of overcome that and fix the issue and kind of move on oh in this business you have that's the joy of this business you you have many downs yes. and you have many ups many highs and lows and well let's talk about um maybe a, a, an eight, one of our team members maybe deciding to move to a different location yeah that'll be a good good example um, that's that's always uh delicate when somebody does that because you create relationships you have 
uh, expectations and, and you, you feel for people. And if they elect to leave, it kind of it's difficult for anybody, any mm-hmm. company. I especially take it uh, personally because I, uh, I want people to be my partners for life. Mm-hmm. So you'll be upset about that. And then two hours later, our director of recruitment will say we just recruited two outstanding agents and I'll meet them. And it gives me, I love the energy of new people, whether they're 80 years old or 18. They're young in heart and, and have passion. That inspires me. So there's nice. new blood is the lifeblood to any organization. So what's the... Somebody asked me this question once. What's the juice in your work? Like, where is the joy? It was something I hadn't really considered before. For me, it was when somebody calls me up and says, you've changed my life is like mm-hmm. what I live for. So for you in this uh, in this company, where's the juice? Where's the joy for you? Like, what, what are the things that really make you happy? I'm proud to say that I've coached and recruited and tra- helped train over a thousand salespeople, not just in this company, but in my other company in my career and bringing somebody in and helping them showing them the big picture and coaching them and helping them along the way to grow and be a successful uh, salesperson and a representative in the real estate industry and to be a leader and have them be able to provide financially for their family where they normally wouldn't be able to in fact i just had one of my team members uh, johnny mentioned that to me yesterday that what we provided and given them the opportunity he's never had before it really touches you to help you. It really inspires you. Feeds the soul. Yeah, because you're you're. I'm a coach at heart. I mm-hmm. coach kids all my life. Um, I coach my own sons and my daughter in uh, tennis, and they grew, grew up and be. They were high level athletes in uh, college, and and my one son played professional baseball, and I just love coaching. And it's a real passion of mine. In fact, when and if I ever when I retire one day from this business, I might be 80, 90 years old. You'll still be coaching. I want to go back into high schools and coach young kids on just not just real estate and business, but on life because I think that's missing in the schools today. And I, I wish I had, wish I had that. What are the frustrations, either in yourself or in? It's tough uh, running a company with 200 agents and you get mm-hmm. all the admin. If it was easy, a lot of people would do it. Sure. But to do it well and be successful at it, uh, you still have to grow leaders to help you build this company. So, so tell me about any frustrations that you have to deal with, and more importantly, how do you grow people to the next level so they become leaders as well? Well, the frustrations uh, would, there's many in this business, just like there's many highs in the business. Yes. Frustrations, what I think would be, the grace would be when people perform below your level of expectations. I have high expectations and I'm very trusting of people and I think when people perform below that level, it's a little uh, disheartening. So I like, when I sit down with somebody, I wanna show them a big vision of what they can do in the real estate business, how we could be partners one day, how we can help grow the business. Um, and I've done that with many people. One of my team members, uh, 23 years ago, I recruited somebody, a lovely lady, and my name is Shannon. Mm-hmm. And she came in, I think at 21 years old, at $8 an hour. She did such a great job, she became a community sales manager selling new homes. She's making about $150,000 a year and doing an incredible job. Then, promoted her to be a, a sales and marketing manager overseeing mm-hmm. other top salespeople. Then promoted her to be our partner in, in the Pennsylvania region. She did extraordinarily well. That to me just makes me feel uh, so good helping somebody achieve their highest level of um, potential. 
brilliant. And uh, it just it feels good. That's so. where you and I resonate. It's like uh, one of the saddest things is how many people live smaller lives mm-hmm. because fear. And, and what drives me crazy is people saying, well, fear is false expectations appearing real. And it's like, bullshit. Because to the person, <laughs> it's real. Right. And so the question is not so much that the fear is there, but what internally is causing it. Sure. And if we can figure out what's causing it. And I think that's one of the jobs that leaders should do and great leaders do is uh, you talked about vision, creating a compelling vision that gets people to say that's a journey worth taking. Yeah. And then building up enough trust that for a moment they can let go of uh, their own world, mm-hmm. go on the journey of trust with you, and all of a sudden they start achieving more than they ever thought possible. So mm-hmm. a leader's job is to remove the fear yep. through trust and vision and building a great culture. That's wonderfully said. Show a big vision, coach them, help them, share the a wonderful environment with them in culture, and um, then you achieve your dreams. Zig Ziglar said it very well. You, you can get whatever you want in this world if you help enough other people get what they want. Yeah, that's so brilliant. I believe with coming from, with a servant's heart and servant's mentality, be able to help people. And if you help enough people, you can get whatever you want. One of the best ways to learn is to teach. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we just take it for granted. And when you're teaching someone, you get your own epiphanies. Right. So can, do you have an example of one of those as you're oh, leading yeah. people, uh, the insights you get, like one of those that might be useful for the audience? Sure. I mean, just this morning, we were, uh, I do a round table here in the Ellicott City office once a month. I had about 15 people here. And I don't just sit there and preach. I ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I bring out, try to bring out in them um, their challenges and their, 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 their wonderful accomplishments. And through these questions that I ask and, and participation with everybody here, you, I learn. So I learned more than these people here did today. They mm-hmm. left inspired. I left more inspired because I learned more. I just spoke to about 250 people in Virginia last week at the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. See, it, it, it was it was wonderful. And when I'm on stage, you're you're teaching and you're coaching, mm-hmm. but you're getting feedback. I ask a lot of questions. I don't nice. I don't so sit there and just preach. Yeah. Very interactive. I want to hear what works for them and what doesn't, and I want to challenge them to take action on the things that we talk about because a lot of people like to say they'll do stuff i want people to know who's really going to take the action i was uh, at a real estate investors conference mm-hmm. and they said why don't you come on the panel this evening and so there was a bunch of people on stage and there was this one guy who was eating garbage out of a dumpster and then he became the investment guy in vegas with you know 500 properties and right. there were all these like amazing people that had done amazing things in real estate and i was like why am i here <laughs> right. and so one of the experts says you know Money, money's not a problem. When you're in your dentist's office, all you need to do is ask him, you know, would you like to get 10% investment back? So everyone's like really impressed. And then I finally have my opportunity and I go, uh, excuse me, can I have the mic? And there was about 500 people in the audience. How many people here would be comfortable enough to do that? Right. <laughs> no hands up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about that fear that stops us. Mm-hmm. Before we part company today, you've learned a lot of lessons building this team Mm -hmm. and being a dominant player in real estate. If one of your children decided to go into real estate, Mm -hmm. you would not give them the the speech, but you'd say, child of mine, here are the four things you really need to know. What would be like the essence you teach them to build a team that would be successful? First off, I'm very proud of all three of our our children. I could tell when you were talking about them before. Um, And I've never invited one of my children into the business. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I'm never going to invite them. If they want to, they have to want, they have to be, be passionate about it. Uh, I want them to follow their passion. Absolutely, me too. And the only reason I ask that uh, question in that way mm -hmm. is that when you ask people, you know, what are the things people need to know? Sure. It's a different filter. When sure. it's like your kin and it's people you love with that intimacy, then sometimes it's like, well, I wouldn't say the fluffy stuff. What I'd really say is well, this. Well, well, I'll share with you. First off, uh, our daughter, Lauren, our oldest, is our director of marketing. I did not invite her into the company. She came in and she started at the lower end and worked her way up to be the director of marketing. She does an incredible job. Um, and our son Robert's professional base was in professional baseball. And now he's going to go into commercial real estate. And we have our youngest son Jonathan, who's in law school. So very proud of all of them. So my coaching to them, whether they're going into this business or or any other any other business. First off, there's five things that I look for when I'm hiring somebody or want to be a partner with somebody. Mm -hmm. First is integrity. Warren Buffett says if they don't have that, the interview's over. So I want to know: Can I trust this guy? Can I trust this person? Number two, they got to be a team player. People that are in it for themselves are cancers to an organization. Short term, it'll boost your income. Long term, yes. it'll kill you. Number three, they got to be coachable. I go to seminars all the time. I'm constantly reading. I'm reading John Maxwell. And I'm reading all the time to be better. Always feeding ourselves, yeah. Number four, I mentioned before, they have to have a servant's heart. They have mm -hmm. to, um, like Nordstrom's, Rich Carlton, Bizzuto, Lexus. We're nothing but high-paid servants in a nice suit. We are servants. Mm -hmm. And number five. This is very, very important. They got to have the, the tiger in their eye. They got to be passionate. I've seen a lot of people with great degrees who are lazy, and um, I don't want to be around those type of people. I want to be around people that inspire me, that are energetic. So my, my kids, if they're getting into this business or any business, I would tell them these four the five things. elements. Five elements. Number one, be passionate about what you're going into. Yes. Number two, admire and respect and enjoy the people that you're, work, you're working with because your name is associated with them. I left the partnership years ago, 25 years ago, because I said when I was 90 years old, was I going to be proud that I was associated with this person and came back to myself, had to answer that question. I'm like, no, I don't think so. So number one, be passionate. Number two, be proud of who you're associated with. Mm -hmm. Number three, be a constant learner. Anthony yes. Robbins has a quote, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. Be constantly learning and being better and challenge yourself every day. Sure, look at the competition, but most importantly, challenge yourself to be better. And number four, don't ever, 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 ever give up. Thank you, Winston Churchill. Yes, I've got that quote right in my office. Be persistent. Yeah, that's be, one of the uh, elements of success, tenacity. Be, be persistent. Number five, you can be nice in business and win. You don't have to crush the other person and walk away. And, and you can be, uh, we try to create win-win relationships. I want you to win. I want us to win. We want that. We want everybody to win. We'd like to win a little bit more, but I'd like everybody to walk away feeling good. Bob, thanks so much for sitting down with me. My pleasure, Mark. Appreciate the opportunity. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 